Welcome, everyone, to the B2B Revenue Executive Experience. I'm your host, Chad Sanderson, and today we're going to be talking to managing partner of Value Prime Solutions, Peter Philpot. He's going to spend some time telling you about his background and let revenue executives out there know the three things they really should be paying attention to that, for some reason, they just aren't hearing. Listening to the B2B Revenue Executive Experience, a podcast dedicated to helping executives train their sales and marketing teams to optimize growth. Whether you're looking for techniques and strategies or tools and resources, you've come to the right place. Let's accelerate your growth in three, two, one. Today we have with us Peter Philpot, who is a managing partner with Value Prime Solutions, and this is an opportunity for us to expose you to some of the talent pool that you can work with at Value Prime Solutions, but also allow Peter to express you know the top three things that revenue executives should be hearing, but they're not. So first, I want to welcome you, Peter. Thank you very much for taking the time to be on the show today. Hey, Chad. Well, thanks. It's great to be here. I'm looking forward to our conversation. Excellent. So let's start with the obvious question. Let's start about your background and how you got into sales. Well, Chad, um, you know, it's funny you mention that because uh, I recently was thinking way back and um, I actually had a summer job as a paper route and um, I loved that summer job and I started making money selling stuff and uh, I've been doing it ever since. Um, I've, I've spent my whole career and a long one in business to business selling, selling. Um, uh, graduated to sales management, had a few marketing jobs along the way. Uh, was VP of marketing for a firm. Um, and uh, my last official job was VP of sales for North America for a Fortune 100 company. And uh, and that's where I met uh, George Cavanaugh, uh, who you know from Value Prime Solutions. And uh, he introduced me to the value selling framework. And uh, that pretty much changed my life. <laughs> and that, that was about 20 years ago. So, um, uh, I implemented the value selling framework for my entire team of over 200 people throughout North America uh, with great success. And, um, and then about 15 years ago, I uh, started facilitating value selling framework programs myself. And uh, the rest, as they say, is history. So um, it's, it's been a long and a very interesting career and uh, really enjoy working with different companies to help them uh, be more successful in, grow- in growing their revenue. Excellent. It's one of those things that I think all of us have a tendency to share is that w- once you've been exposed to the value selling framework and you actually use it, not just like sit in a class and be like, okay, I checked that off the box, but you actually use it. It is a bit career and life altering. I mean, David Schatz expressed the same thing when I talked to him. Oh, interesting. Yeah. Well, you know, I, I came from a very, uh, very technical uh, selling background. And um, in fact, when I went through training initially, um, it was it was several months of uh, intense training. And I think embedded in that training was were two days of, of actual selling training, uh, <laughs> months and months of technical stuff. So um, for me to actually uh, turn that that sales team around and getting them to focus on customer issues and customer challenges uh, was uh, was a a major event. But we were able to do it through value selling and it worked. And, uh, you know, I've, uh, I've been a, uh, an advocate of the value selling framework ever since. Excellent. And so you've been doing it for 15 years. So in that course of that, that experience, is there a, um, humorous or enlightening story from your experience, uh, implementing the value selling framework with all these companies that you'd like to share? 
Well, you know, it's 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 a really recent one in that uh, long 15-year history with uh, the value selling framework. Um, just happened this summer, and it was one of my. Uh, it's it's a it's a funny story now. Uh, it wasn't funny at the time <laughs> by any stretch of the imagination. It was your basic facilitator's worst nightmare. Uh, the, the the program was uh, in Rhode Island, and I had sent all the materials ahead to this hotel in Rhode Island. Uh, made my way, um, uh, flew into into the the airport there, drove to Newport, checked into the hotel, checked to see if the materials were there. Everything was there. Everything looked great. I went and visited the the meeting room just to make sure the setup was exactly the way I had had uh, asked for it to be. And it was. The meeting room looked perfect. It was set up exactly the way I was looking for. And then I get up in the morning. I always get there early to make sure everything's going to work well. And there's no one there to help me. And then there's no one there at all. And then no one shows up at all uh, for the for the training. And I'm thinking, oh, this is not good. And uh, I finally was able to make contact with the key people in my customer base who I was working for, and uh, there had been a screw-up at their end, quite frankly. And not my fault, but the program wasn't in Newport. It was in Providence. Oh. So I had to get in my car, load all my stuff in the car, get all the materials, and the program started a little bit late that day. <laughs> but, uh, it, uh, and, and the bizarre thing is that at the end of the day, um, when I thought we were going to run just a little bit long to kind of make up some time, right at 5 o'clock, there was a fire alarm and the hotel, the entire hotel was evacuated. So that was the end of the program for that day. But anyhow, the program was very successful despite all of the problems we had. But Murphy clearly showed up that day, I'll tell you. Oh, my God. Uh, well, it sounds like you recovered well, though. <laughs> yeah, it worked out really well. It was one of the better programs this summer. There is no one-size-fits-all solution for optimizing your sales and marketing organizations, yet how you sell and market is a tremendous differentiator. Value Prime Solutions uses proven formulas and frameworks with a customized approach to increase your sales and marketing ROI. To learn more about how we can help you, visit valueprimesolutions.com. Excellent. Excellent. So when you think about revenue executives out there that are struggling with, you know, enabling their sales teams to be more successful these days, what are the three things that you think they need to hear that for whatever reason they just aren't hearing, aren't paying attention to, maybe they're just ignoring or overwhelmed. What would be the first one that you would tell a revenue revenue executive they really need to pay attention to? Well, you know, I think right off the bat um, and right up front, you know, I would ask them, are, are there people really doing an effective job of diagnosing their customers' key issues and challenges? You know, are they really getting a thorough understanding of the customer's business before they start throwing out solutions at, at the situation? I just think that's it's a, it's a basic thing, but I just see it over and over again that people start with solutions and and clearly, they're not—they're uh, not painting the key target that they need to hit, so that their solutions really resonate with the company. Well, and, and this is a very—it's a very common uh, challenge, right, for sales execs. Uh, we hear it all the time. I mean, everybody out there in the ether is talking about how how sales reps show up, and they just want to talk about features and benefits, and they don't really understand how to uh, uncover and connect to the value in the, in their prospects mind before they start, you know, pitching. Absolutely. And then these people are, you know, they're very technically focused, they're product focused. They have exciting new things and new technology to talk about. So that's where they, you know, they're excited. That's what they want to do. And they, they don't just, they don't ask the right questions and, and sit back and listen the way they should. 
Yeah, it's and that's a big challenge. I mean, especially for revenue execs that have a whole bunch of other things going on, making sure that they're providing their reps with the tools and the and the resources to pull that off seamlessly. Uh, yeah. I'm, I'm curious when you when you've talked to clients. I mean, if, and you tell them that or, or talk to them about that. Do you see the light bulb go off with the revenue executives, or is it more of they're nodding like they know it's important, but they really aren't? You know, it's not sinking in. No, no, I think they know it's important. I, they realize because they're executives themselves and they know that they have issues themselves. And then if, if you know, they were going to give their valuable time to a salesperson coming in and talking to them, I, you know, I know that really resonates with them. But, but it's, you know, getting the people to get in the habit of really doing that thorough diagnosis before they start prescribing anything. It, that's, a, that's, that's still a tough challenge for the, the product-focused salespeople. Excellent. Okay, so what would your second one be? Well, you know, it's uh, it it, 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 go, it corresponds to that, but you know, our, but our you know, I would ask, uh, you know, are are their salespeople really able to lead the customer to see the quantified value that the solution brings? Over and over again, I see salespeople when I travel with them and I make calls with them. You know, they 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 get that vision match. They get the customer to see. Uh, the the product performing uh, for them and they get excited and they say hey you know this this looks good and instead of moving to talking about the value that that solution can bring the the salespeople tend to jump right to con- trying to close the sale and uh, and they just aren't, aren't having that value conversation and there's a technique to that but they're just oftentimes not doing it and uh, it's so important to get the customer to start talking about the value that they're expecting the benefits they see from the solution that you're uh, that that you're going to be able to bring them, and it, it, yeah, it's an interesting. We, we talk, you know, we talk a lot about the quantification that value both business and personal, right, in the framework. But it, it's yes. one of those things that I don't understand. And maybe I don't know. Maybe I've been doing it. Maybe I'm a little jaded. I've been doing it too long. But it's one of those things that I don't understand why more people don't take that time. You think it's just a rush to like, Hey, I smell blood in the water. Like, I think I can get this closed. So they just, they rush for that, you know, out of the gates instead of taking their time. I and mean, what do you, what do you think's behind that? Well, I think it's, it's because they've always done it the other way. They've never, they've never really had a value based dialogue going forward. It's always been product based product features, um, functions and, uh, and price. And, and quite frankly, that's, that's that might work sometimes, but it's certainly not going to work in a competitive environment, and it's certainly not going to work when budgets are tight, and um, and they're just not used to asking those value questions. But once we, they practice using those value questions, and it starts becoming second nature to them, you know, they just realize a whole lot more success in everything they do. Yeah, it was it was definitely eye opening for me back when. Mr. Mackinich, Rick Mackinich trained me, what, 14, 15 years ago. Uh, it was a huge, it was, it was, I remember being the guy in the back of the class going, why am I in here? Why, <laughs> of course. Why, why am I doing this? And then halfway through the second day, the light bulb goes on, which now having facilitated classes, I actually get to see from the other side, which is really interesting. That light bulb pops on and they start to get it. They start to lean forward, right? They, they understand Absolutely. a better way. Excellent. So yep. what would your third point be? Well, and then and another, it's just, again, it's basic stuff, but you know, are there people really doing effective call planning? Are they, are they taking the effort ahead of going into the call or are they just showing up and winging it? And are then they following up with a, with a mutual plan, um, a, you know, a, a, a document, an email document that they send to their customer to summarize the meeting and to, and to uh, lay out the steps moving, moving the, the whole process forward. 
I just, again, I just don't see people doing that. I think, uh, again, our framework allows them to do that in a very simple and effective way. But it's just, it's people just aren't doing those basic things that are so important to really moving uh, the customer event forward. And we, we say in class a lot, you know, this isn't, this isn't rocket science, right? There's not, it's not rocket science. You're doing the vast majority of this anyway. So let's, let's, you know, give you ways to do it more effectively and better. But the one thing that I haven't figured out, maybe you have a a better insight on this than I do is how do you convince them that it is worth the time, right? Because anytime I had like Rick come in and train one of my teams, um, or now that I facilitate with customers, you always hear the reps going, Oh, I don't, I don't have time for that. I don't have time yeah. for that, right? So well, I'm kind of curious how you would overcome that one. Well, I talked about it just briefly, and is and, you know, are they taking the time to put some sort of mutual plan together with the customer as a follow up to the overall dialogue, and then getting the customer to give them the time to have a follow up call to agree to that plan because that plan, that mutual plan, that plan letter or plan email can accelerate the sales cycle so dramatically, you know, it stops the scope creep. It stops the wheels from spinning. You know, when you're, you're, you know, you haven't been able to get that meeting and you, you know, you're, you, you meet again and a month hence it's, it's just a, it's a way to really accelerate things. And all these little things that we talk about in our framework, while they seem like they may take a little extra time up front, they save lots of time going forward. I mean, you can really move the process forward exponentially by by just using the framework and uh, I, I say that over and over again in the trainings is that we're not here to to take up your time we're here to save you time and to be that much more efficient and effective yeah time management becomes one of the things you know it's the quickest way sales reps especially when it comes to like say technology right we've had a lot of conversations about well how do i get my rep to adopt the crm and, and my response is always pretty much the same i when i was an individual contributor or i was running teams i wasn't willing to spend time on anything that i didn't think helped me sell more right and the right. value selling framework's perfect for that because it is a, it is a masterful time management tool absolutely it's it's the best i've ever seen Excellent. Well, Peter, if there's a listener out there interested in talking more about the topics we've touched on today, what's the best way for people to get in contact with you? Well, the, my value selling uh, email, which is peter.philpot at valueselling.com. And Philpot is spelled P-H-I-L-P-O-T-T, peter.philpot at valueselling.com. Drop me a line and I'd be happy to talk to you. Excellent. Well, Peter, I can't thank you enough for taking the time. It's been great having you on the show today. Oh, Chad, it's been a pleasure talking to you. I look forward to chatting again and uh, looking forward to uh, listening to some uh, more of these great podcasts coming up. Excellent. All right, everyone, that does it for this episode. Please check us out at b2brevexec.com. Share the episode with friends, families, coworkers, and please, uh, if you're enjoying what you're hearing, write us a review on iTunes. We do use those reviews to help kind of craft the content and guests that we pull on to the show. Uh, very valuable for us and hopefully in turn, very valuable for you. So until next time, we have Value Prime Solutions. Wish you all nothing but the greatest success. You've been listening to the B2B Revenue Executive Experience. To ensure that you never miss an episode, subscribe to the show on iTunes or your favorite podcast player. Thank you so much for listening. Until next time.